Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. That was way too much energy. Whoa! I have so much energy. Um, Aaron Farley, how are you doing, sir? Good, man. Nothing, you know, very (laughs) slow morning. Nothing's happening. No weather. That's exciting. Branches. Nothing. You know. Yeah. Before we jumped on the before we jumped on the mics, I was just telling Aaron I had a large eucalyptus tree branch uh, fall on our uh, house last night in the middle of the night. and I've been up for, for a few hours uh, chopping down branches and sawing things and trying to get to the bottom of how big this thing is and how are we going to get it off the roof. So that's an exciting morning. And you were up all night with a sick child. Oh, with also, yeah, with a sick, a sick child. child. <laughs> yeah, Nothing so we were, we, were, we were up for several hours in the middle of the night uh, and then, uh, then went to bed and then slept through this the largest tree branch I've ever seen fall on top of our house and didn't hear our neighbors called us this morning. They're like, is everybody okay? And we're like, what do you mean? And they're like, look outside. I'm like, oh, geez. But we were so we were so exhausted. So that kind of goes to the mind state. And then uh, I was like, okay, well, let me get a cup of coffee and then I'm going to get on the roof with a with a sawzall and start start chopping <laughs> branches here. But I think I might need a cup, just, just a half a cup of coffee real quick. And then, yeah. I'll, and then I'll get to it. So that's that, how that's going. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving last week? <laughs> uh, it was great. There were no travel issues. Um, oh, that's good. Definitely, like everything was on time. Perfect. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Where, where did you go for Thanksgiving? Did you stay home or did you go somewhere? Spokane. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that'll be easy. Are you doing the connector or the or the straight like? Uh, connector through Denver. So oh, okay. hopefully the weather is. Sticks around. Denver like stick around. <laughs> yeah. Nice and sunny. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Should, that, are you going out of Ontario wind. or you got to come into yeah. LA? Oh, no, going out of Ontario. Amazing. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Tiny well, airports to tiny you? airports. Uh, stay, stayed here. Yep. Yep. Just yeah. stayed. St- we stayed here for Thanksgiving that was last week <laughs> and had a great time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking uh, Toshi Kasai. Um, man, I was so stoked um, to to have him have him on here and and, and to get talking. I don't. I I, I told the story out of, of the you know in the intro, but I met him randomly at a, at a park in in our neighborhood. He was with his kids and I was with my kids, and I was like, I, I knew his face from from Melvin's related things and posts and stuff and the, and uh i just kind of asked him i was like are you toshi he's like uh-huh yeah i'm like oh and i you know I was like i'm randy and we, we started talking and so funny his his music studio he, he lives like 10 minutes one direction the studio is 10 minutes the other direction so it was oh wow was so i didn't and that's what i didn't know that i thought you guys had known each other for some reason just in my brain i was like oh, oh yeah. it's randy like randy and <laughs> toshi know each other yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Well, this was a this was maybe a couple of years ago. We met randomly. Bumped. I bumped into him at a park at a kid's birthday. Yeah. But I remember um, Stephen uh, McDonald from from uh, the, the Melvins. Now, uh, yeah. I was talking with him, and he was telling me that that you know they practice and record at Toshi's studio in Sunland when they were doing. Um, they were doing the uh, like live from the studio kind of sessions during the pandemic. Those like live shows yeah. you. You know, uh-huh. they would do them at the at that studio there, and they had a, this great picture at the Sizzler right <clears throat> by our house. It was like yeah. one, of the, one of the best tags ever in the world. Like the Sizzler's been out of business for several years now, and somebody t- put an extra ER, so it was the Sizzlerer. <laughs> I know it's the best. <laughs> and so when I, when I saw the, the Melvins <clears throat> standing out in front of the Sizzlerer right by our house, I was like, oh, they must be in the neighborhood somewhere. <laughs> this, yeah, that's real close. Yeah, but then I talked to Steve. He's like, oh yeah, they 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 take that exit to get to um, Toshi's studio. So we oh, able to put awesome. it all together, but uh, yeah, I was trying yeah. to think. I've definitely met him a couple times in the past, just from I don't know being at shows and and going. To, I feel like I was trying to think. I'm like, I feel like I 
met him at like a 400 blows show maybe oh yeah um or um also another neighbor up here in this in this part of the woods yeah 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 and um yeah so so but i didn't know really anything about his story so it was amazing to hear i always think it's amazing and i think it's maybe a just because it's not really an american thing to just go um I'm going to move out of my country and go to America to see what that's like when you're like 19. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like such a, it's such a foreign thing to me, at least at that age, I can see now being older and being like, okay, that's a possibility. But I would have never thought like, you know what? I'm just going to move to Japan. <laughs> I'm just going to, cause I want to learn how to be a recording engineer or it's like, yeah, I just moved to LA. We've been to LA now know anything about no i've never been anywhere i had at that point i had never been anywhere i'm definitely inspiring story right i mean just the uh oh, yeah. you know, the gumption or the kind of the, the will to just be like yeah my life is going to be different from now on let's go see what happens yeah and he and totally nailed him, it yeah like how how um how long did it take you to get used to it he's like about two hours <laughs> <laughs> it took me about two hours it didn't seem that different i didn't know the language but that was okay like oh my god i definitely don't have any of that it would take me years to feel comfortable oh i know i know well he's he's totally inspiring i mean i think he's definitely one of those people i think he has an engineering sort of you know mindset and a very kind of technical mindset he's even before we um set up the microphones you, you know i i I learn by doing, you know, if I, if I don't have a thing hit me in the head 10 times, I, I forget what it is. So, yeah. so I just set up some microphones and he's like, oh, these are all the wrong microphones. You should be, you should have this microphone. You should be this way. You should be pointing that way. You should do this. I was like, yes. Oh, really? You're right. I was like, yeah. I what mean, did I, he tell you? Well, did you just, instantly just go on online and like, well, I guess I'm. I'm doing I, this wrong. I need, yeah, I need different microphones. Well, because we, I had like one nice broadcast microphone, and the other ones were like some type of condenser, you know, the large diaphragm yeah. condenser. That sounds like words that microphones yeah. have been called, and uh, that was, and those are not really designed for like uh, interview broadcasting kind of thing. Those are more like uh, uh, something else. I don't know. It, I thought it looked like the uh, the Howard Stern mic. That's why I was using yeah. it. Yeah, You're like it looks like it. It looks like a cool microphone. I've seen people talking yeah. these microphones. And he's like, no, 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 the better one would be this than this and this because, and so anyway, I didn't even question. It. I was like, yep, sounds good. Went on offer up and found yeah. a, the cheapest one I could find. Like, okay, I'll get one of those. Oh, that's, really? That's that's what I'm using now. Yeah. Oh, nice. Just well, the, that the sounds much better. Sure, SM7B. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I've seen that it's, referenced. Yeah. Multiple times. Maybe I, I. Don't let him see mine. <laughs> I know. Did right? you get that twenty years twenty years ago on a uh, guitar center sale for where you get three mics for seventy eight dollars? Yes, 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 I yes. did. But the other thing I do have to say though, Toshi is, is really it's it's that kind of the the flexibility that a mind has, or that you, somebody with a really knowledgeable mind, they can make anything work. And even when yeah. I've been to a studio, it's not like he has a this pristine, most expensive looking studio. It's a very much kind of it's it's near other like uh or it's near um, garages. You know, where like people work on cars and do things. Oh, yeah. So it's like he took like one of those kind of things and turned it into a recording studio. And um, but he's got all kinds of stuff. But I think when you it's with that kind of mind where like if you know everything and you know how things work, you can find something that's maybe relatively cheap. And then right. you but you know what it exactly what it does and it does the it's the tool you need for the job. Yeah. So I think he's he's he was not uh, on a high horse about it or or needed things did not need to be fancy. They just needed to be the right thing technically, which yeah. I can respect. I get that. And that's yeah. Yeah, whereas, totally. whereas I, I fall into the, the prosumer thing of like, oh, that's expensive. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty expensive. It must be good. I paid all that money yeah. for it. I, I hear all the money coming out of that thing. Right. Who knows? Well, and I thought that was, um, I mean, it's cool that I'm sure he was, yeah, he wasn't telling you that you needed to buy a bunch of expensive stuff. It was just like the range of that microphone for a vocal that's close is the least efficient or, or is less efficient exactly. than what you should have. Oops, did I lose you? Oh, there we are. Oh, there you're back. There you're back. <laughs> Sorry, froze up a little bit. I know I we have wind up here too. I'm. Oh my god. I'm like, I'm crossing my fingers that the internet's not going to go out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I try to do that. Oh, the dad, the dad trick, where like when the kids are talking, you're like, I don't know what they're saying. Like, uh huh. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Totally. Sounds good. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Hey. 
Well, that's, I mean, it, it makes sense too, after talking to him that he would work with the Melvins and that because, and also is it Melvins or the Melvins? Ooh, that's a good question. I can I would, Google. I, I, always, feel I, like, always, I always put the the in front of it. I always do too. And then I, and then it was occurring to me that someone maybe once said, no, it's just Melvins, but I don't know Ooh. if that's true or not. Well, you have Melvins.net, which is their official website. And then according it's not to the Melvins, n- not the Melvins.net, mm-hmm. no, just okay. Melvins.net. And according to their Wikipedia page, which we know is never wrong, yeah. um, <clears throat> it says Melvins, sometimes the Melvins. Okay, so it can be either. So we get an official sometimes. <laughs> is there a source for that sometimes? <laughs> mm, no, it is not checked. But they, they did form in 1983, and that is checked. Yeah, that's what's see. amazing. Yeah, that yeah. Um, they just because it's it seems like with his when he's talking and he's talking about experimenting and trying new things, and I mean it really is that's the perfect band because I know Buzz every time you know they get to do a new record there's always something that goes like okay we're gonna do this record and we're only gonna tour in towns we've never gone to before or whatever there's always like a thing that goes along with everything i remember hearing someone who had recorded with them once and the for the whole album they wanted to use different microphones that would normally be used for what they're recording Mm-hmm. So it's like if they're recording the bass drum, they want to record the bass drum with a vocal mic. And if they're recording vocals, they wanted to record vocals with a, you know, a guitar mic or whatever. And that, that was the whole kind of like mini theme for the album. And then I asked him like, wow, how crazy did that sound? And he was like, it didn't sound really any different. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, they, they, that they were, um, that they were, like surprised at how similar it sounded once once everything got put in the mix and everything but it's but so i love those i love a band that's made like I, what have they made 30 records i don't even know 20 yeah at least yeah and there's still every record there's still like some kind of creative interesting thing that they do or like some kind of theme or some kind of okay what are we going to do this here but 26 27 28 according to 28 the, the wikipedia.com wow i don't know I mean, but yeah still... no i mean constantly evolving constantly challenging you know themselves yeah. and the audience i think you know to uh yeah to go with them but i really loved have with the the last or the latest lineup with steven on bases has been a really fun kind of joyous version of it where it doesn't yeah. feel too morose it feels actually pretty upbeat and poppy almost i, I should say I haven't even seen. Have you seen them play in the last couple of years? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have. Yeah. See, I missed the last time they came through. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, Stephen, I think just has so much energy and is like yeah. really fun on stage. It kind of, I think, leans closer to like Kiss than like um, I don't know, like Sludge. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I saw them um, in Portland in the late '90s with what did it have been Joe. Oh yeah, base. Joe Preston. I, I think he was. I feel like he was back in the. I don't remember. I've seen them with the three or four different lineups, but it's always good. The the best actually. I have uh, one of my best show stories ever is with the Melvins, or with Melvins. The Melvins. <laughs> it was right before I was moving here, so it was ninety or it was two thousand, and they were playing in Portland, and they had. My my friend Jeff from college used to be their tour manager in the ninety in the early nineties during all that when they were opening for Nirvana and all that stuff. So he was he had gotten hired back in the in the early two thousands and called he's like, Hey, we're coming through, you should come to the show. And they had just put out a seven inch with Leif Garrett. Oh remember my Leif god. Garrett, the seventies yeah. singer, right? Yeah. Do you remember with Leif Garrett when they did the behind the music with him? It's like the VH one behind the music. Because he had gotten in a car wreck. He had been like 
him and this other singer in the seventies were, you know, on drug, all sorts of pills and got drunk, got in a car wreck. And one of the other guys died that oh the other God. guy in the car died. And then, and so there was this whole thing of, and there was this big VH one behind the music of that whole story. Well, right after that came out, buzz got the idea to cover smells like teen spirit with Leif Garrett singing and they put out a seven inch. What year was that? It must 2000. I don't know. 99. Wow. 2000. But kind of as, you know, as a joke, I guess, or whatever, (laughs) like, Oh, we should, we should call Leif Garrett and see if he, and he did it. And then he called them or they called him and they're like, Oh, we should see if he wants to go on tour. Oh my God. They called him and he's like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, yeah, come pick me up. And they go pick him up in LA and he comes out to sing like smells like teen spirit. And maybe one of, they did one other song with him live. Oh, but so they did a whole Melvin's, they did Melvin's show. The whole tour was the slow Melvin's opening up for the fast Melvins. Okay. So the first half of the show was all heavy, really slow songs. And then the, then they would go off and do a costume change, come back, and it would be all the fast, heavy songs for the second half. And then I don't remember if it was at the very end or somewhere in the middle that Leif Garrett would come out on stage and sell, and they would sing Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> Sounds so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. And so the whole thing with that behind the music was that Leif Garrett was sober and blah, 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 blah. Well, during this tour, and I'm sure before that, he had, like, at one point I went outside and I'm like, oh, it's Leif Garrett chugging whiskey um, outside of his car. Seems problematic. (laughs) And he came out on stage just, just like, hammered out of his oh, mind this is leaf garrett's um uh, yeah. lawyer calling <laughs> like, you. yeah like, you I'm need like, to stop talking yeah. <laughs> hammered out of his mind oh, and no. um and uh just the t- horrible like couldn't sing the song it's like talking to the crowd i was like oh my god this is this is uh crazy but wow. leif garrett did tell me that um i was trying to think of wh- whether i was going to sell my subaru um <laughs> before I moved to LA and he's like, yeah, man, no one drives Subarus in LA. <laughs> so I sold it. <laughs> he wasn't on the, wrong. On the good advice of yeah. Leaf Garrett. Wow. That's insane. Where was the um, show? Hold was on, this can we pause? Sure. Oh. Yeah, pause. Okay. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. We can, yeah. we we can, can now make up a whole story that that, that was Leaf Garrett's publicist and he had us <laughs> stop the show. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. So we had we just got in touch um, by Leaf Garrett's uh, publicist with a cease and desist. Somehow they've been monitoring the, the airwaves, and yeah, the, the, the big big Garrett yeah. uh, publicity Inc. has re- has recommended that we say alleged, <laughs> allegedly allegedly uh, to yeah. all of these things. These are all yes. alleged yes. things that may have happened exactly the way Aaron has described them yeah. from his own memory of life. But they allegedly yeah. are being recalled from his memory. Yeah. And- allegedly, there was whiskey in that bottle, but it could have been colored. <laughs> water allegedly yeah allegedly he told you to sell your subaru before moving to la and allegedly i talked to um someone afterwards and they said that he made it on the tour throughout the tour all the way to the east coast and then um and then was told them he didn't you know he was like didn't want to go on tour anymore he was done and allegedly he did the whole thing because he could get a free ride to new york (laughs) allegedly allegedly and allegedly he told a lot of stories on the um tour bus so i would imagine not tour bus in the van they were like in a they were in like a 12 person van oh my god wow i don't allegedly that, that sounds like a tough way to, to get a free, to get an alleged free ride to uh, New York City. 
I mean, Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> was what was he in? I don't even know. Was he was like a seventies? He was like star, a seventies teen. He was like a teen. I, I know the face. Teen star, Leif, like it's L E I F, yeah. right? Leif Garrett. L E I F. Oh wow, yeah. Okay, he kind of looks like yeah, uh, Kurt like, Cobain. Sure. He was like a big, um, like I don't want to say Brady Bunch. What was the What was the family that sang? Let's see. The, the, the Osmonds. The, the, yeah, the Osmonds. It was like that time period i believe wow oh yeah teen like idol tiger tiger beat and all that kind of stuff wow what is he yeah what a weird one yeah i don't know what oh, he's like he was a child actor and then into movies and tvs and stuff but yeah that is a t- yeah. oh we made the film skateboard <laughs> oh wow i haven't seen that classic not the, not the skateboarder but just skateboard yeah skateboard yeah. Is it board like B O R E D? Like your board? Like chairman of the board? Um, No, yeah, it was in the Outsiders. And then, I don't know. Wow. That's a tough one, man. Seems like, yeah. Seems like he just kind of, kind of burned out real quick. It's all those kinds of. Probably a rough life. Right. He was nice when I was talking to him. Oh, that's good. That's a good good guy with some issues. Because, you know, when, you know, you now as a parent, you can kind of see like kids, like they don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, they oh they, have, they have ideas, but you, you just can't like, but imagine putting them to work and be like, okay, oh. go out there, go sit on that set for 12 hours and make money. I mean, after seeing how hard that any kind of entertainment life is on adults. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know anyone who is in that life or is part of it or has been part of it that has just been like yeah man you know it's great it's awesome <laughs> i really like never really had any problems and this is a really everyone was really everyone was really way. cool to me like nobody tried to like finagle money out of me or screw me over at any time or you know it's nothing i just yeah everything's great perfect all my contracts were good <laughs> I never, I never looked over anything and realized that someone else was making all my money. And yeah, so people close to me that I trusted and yeah. felt like the, those bonds were un, unbreakable and can never be compromised by money yeah. or fame yeah, or power. Never backstabbed or anything. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I almost feel like it should be illegal to have kids. Like I don't need to see kids. <laughs> on tv like, just illegal no. to have kids in general <laughs> no like, <laughs> maybe so, some some nights i feel that way no that um that uh no just to have kids on tv like you know we really oh, don't yeah. you don't need to have children working i mean i don't know what no. where how do the child labor laws go out the window when it's like they're in front yeah. of a camera which is even more exploitative and yeah. even more like these days like just keep... it's different if you're making uh really wealthy people a lot of money then oh those laws those tend change. to be changed quite quick yeah it would be kind of funny though if if you couldn't be an actor if you were under 18 and so you had to have adults playing children (laughs) in all roles (laughs) and then eventually like how long do you think that would take before that would seem normal like 10 years of that and then eventually everyone would be like wait what do you mean we used to have kids that acted yeah like, no, but wasn't about, that like, terrible? Didn't that ruin their lives? And, yeah. and they're like, yeah. What about Jimmy? Jimmy's the best <laughs> four-year-old out there. <laughs> he's the best. He plays all the... He's like the four-year-old character actor, but he's just getting older and older. Oh, oh what God. a nightmare. I feel a... Like, I feel a movie. I feel a movie in the works. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There should be something. Yeah, we just you have to be over 18 to, to, to be in any recorded yeah. videos. Like even, all you know, sudden, Yeah. Sorry. I was going to just say, even all the, all of a sudden, like really short actors are getting all the, that's all it. the roles. Yeah, that's yeah. like uh, like um, jockeys, you know, like on horses. <laughs> right, there's <laughs> something for them to do in their off time too. Yeah, well, I mean, but even now, you know, with like the AI and actor strike, all that stuff coming out. But you know, like you could just you just have computer generated children. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't even really need to like torture these poor children on set all the time and have them exploited and worked to death. Like just make it, they're all, they're all computer generated little people. Yeah. They have voice those, actors. Would, yeah. would all the child acting parents do though? That's the thing, right? They would have yeah. to figure out a way to make a living, not exploiting their <laughs> children, not having a family. Cause that's what's fucked up. You look at like the Culkins, right? And it's like they had seven yeah. kids or something, or I don't know, nine kids or even the river Phoenix and all their kids yeah. and siblings. And like, they were just these, these irresponsible parents, you know, would just 
you know, put all the kids through this thing and then hopefully one of them sticks, one of them gets it right. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, if they do that, they're the one that they're the ones that that fund the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. They're the working. It's like the circus families. Right. Well, yeah. Buster Keaton was a uh, child actor, but he was a part of like the, the parents vaudevillian show. Do you know this story? Was he really? No, the Buster I didn't Keaton know this. Story. So the reason they called him Buster is they would literally throw him around. Like he had a handle, his, his uniform or his suit had a handle <laughs> built into the back of it and they would throw him into things like into tables oh and chairs. And he would break, you'd uh, break a table every night by being thrown into it by his father so he was on stage. Things. Yeah. He was a Buster, right? Yeah. So that was why they called him that. And oh um, that was his role in the act on vaudeville live on stage every night is being thrown around like a piece of luggage. And that's then, crazy. And then he eventually went on to have his own kind of, uh, st- you know, st- comedic stuntman yeah. sort of character that he perfected and, and insanity. But I mean, that's like literal child abuse. And then I think, you know, it evolves through the, through the sixties and seventies and eighties into the, some kind of psychological, emotional, mental abuse. What's, it's interesting though if your whole if that's like the family business. It seems and to your happen that way, are right? Going through it and everything yeah. too. And there's it seems like there's a slight difference with that than if one of your parents just is like your manager and like and like throwing you in. I don't know though. I don't know. Yeah, like well, if like yeah. if Joe Jackson of the Jackson family, oh. if he was actually the lead singer, do you think it would have been different than him just being like the the crazy the the manager the family manager i can't I, I i have no idea i mean it just sounds so i mean at some point this is just so sad you know you look yeah. at it but the, i know the um the lawrence brothers like matt joey lawrence and matthew lawrence oh, right. all that they have a podcast they sort of talk about the child acting thing they and all the stuff they went through it's just Wait, who's matthew lawrence i didn't know joey was, lawrence had a he had two other brothers they were, he was the little he was the son i think in miss doubtfire you remember Mrs. Oh, or wow. Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Little Doubtfire. Kid there? Yeah, it just looked like a little version of it. But if they oh, all went on tour funny. with the I Melvins, or with <laughs> if they yeah. went on tour with Melvins <laughs> after, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but so, so get back to Toshi. So he really, <laughs> he's really done a lot. I loved all the stories of just like early days working at like different studios. He's yeah. definitely a lot of good like stu- with studio fighters and tool. Yeah. Did he have tool, tool and tool? all that stuff? Yeah, I mean. It, and it does seem like that, like even when, um, I mean, I remember going home and after being in LA for a little bit and you realize how all of this stuff seems like, oh my God, it's LA, it's so big and whatever. And they're like, no, it's really like really small. <laughs> like you really right. can come here and go, okay, I want to be a recording engineer and I know enough. And there's like 20 recording studios that you could go to and that where everybody kind of goes for the most part. And I think photo was the same way. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, so you're going to come here and become a photo assistant. And you're like, okay, well you just call people and then people live here and they need photo assistants. And then all of a sudden you're like flying around the world and, and like if you do a good job, you get hired by a lot of people and then you have crazy stories. <laughs> and it kind of seems like that even with the recording stuff when he, it's like, yeah, it was six months of school and then you have to have an internship, but they have all these kind of contacts through the school and you just talk like the school was in the same neighborhood as all of the recording studios. Right. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. I think so. North yeah. Hollywood. I just, I, I have Burbank. to imagine all of that's changed. Yeah. Valley village is always the like yeah. the studio town, but I right. imagine so much of that's changed with just personal home studios and just everything. You know what I mean? There was like the studio infrastructure isn't yeah. what it used to be 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, cause I remember going in even what's, what's the big studio that's, um, oh, I'm going to forget. Sound now. city. It's right there on Rowena. No, Rowena, oh, like in, um, sunset sound. What's the one there? No, like Glendale, not Glendale, uh, Silver Lake. Anyway, whatever. Oh. It's just this oh, indescript built. Undescript no. building. No, it's mm-hmm. kind of in that area though, like mm-hmm. on the way over on under that area. And then um and a place that I'd walked by a thousand times. And then mm. one one time a buddy of mine was like, Oh, my friend works there. We should go up there. And you go in there like seven huge studios and you know, 
20 platinum records a year <laughs> were recorded there and whatever. And it just is a, a building next to a restaurant, you know? So it's yeah. like, there's so many of those places around that, um, or back then, because there was so much money and you'd go in there and they're like, Oh yeah, Pearl Jam's over there. And this rap, like a rapper is over here. And this person, this person, I'm like, Wait, across the street from my house? It's strange. It's weird. Why would they all be hanging out here? Yeah. But those guys used to, like, there was so much money. I mean, this would have been, like, early-ish 2000s. There was still a lot of money for, like, big budgets and stuff. Yeah. And Because you could sell records. And, I think people paid money for music then. I yeah. I think that's how that works. And it's like yeah, when, they, when, we stop so. paying, when we stop paying money for music, then the, the kind of music that gets made changes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. But it was, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I, I mean, I love those stories where it sounds so easy in a way because the person just had the confidence to just go, yeah, I don't know. I was, I had these ideas. I loved, I realized I loved recording. And so then I just went out and got a, an internship that turned into a job. And then that's still now what I do 20 years later. And I figured it out and I work with these, I mean, it's like the band's, what was he saying? Tweakbird and um, Melvin's and Tool. And it's just like a very kind of specific um, Yeah, it's kind of genre. a heavy, heavier sort of sound, right? But also like all the cool bands from that genre, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, like the bands that are making like cool, interesting, weird. Um, I guess interesting is the most, like there's so many bands that like to get to work with the ones that are actually the most interesting out of those genres has says something about him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That they want to work with him. That there's something yeah. that he's doing. Oh my God. Yeah. It's funny looking through like there's, I should have, I should have done the thing where I just quizzed him on each of these records. He worked with uh, Dave Matthews band in 2004. That's amazing. The engineer editing, digital editing. It's funny. I feel like you just don't see as many of the, like the credits on records anymore. Right. I guess oh. not because you don't, where are you going to see it in the little tiny, like you, you're not going to go down to the bottom of the Spotify link and click, click the credits anymore. Do they even have that? Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. Maybe I'm assuming they do, but yeah, because before what you turn, you'd open up the inside of the record and then you could just go through the list. Yeah. I remember the tapes. You could unfold the tape thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> how long those would be? I think I had like a, uh, like the Madonna greatest hits, and just had every lyric written so small on there. Like Tenfold out. Yep, <laughs> longest record folds. Yeah, where the tape, like the plastic tape case, wouldn't even close back up because it would be <laughs> it so packed. Because you couldn't that. get the thing folded up in the right way, so it oh would be God. like a big yeah. lump. On right? The yeah. If you never tape. put it, you never could fold. Which way did it fold? <laughs> and they start like, oh. the, they're perforated to fold, and they just start to rip. You like have, you have <laughs> yeah. half of a tape thing strewn around. Oh my God. I opened a box the other day and I had one of those like black carrying cases with the tape, oh, yes. with all little, the tapes. Little briefcase with the yeah, soft the one little, or the hard one? The uh, soft one. Oh yeah. With the little mini, the <laughs> mini. Um, and, and I just remember it just instantly, I was like, Oh, I remember trying to put tapes back into this thing and you're driving at the same time and you're trying to like take a tape out and put a tape back in. Oh yeah. And like crushing your tape cases as you're trying to get them back in and then you zip it up and there's still big lumps because you couldn't get the tapes put back in. Yes. Right. Uh huh. Like it used to be so hard to listen to music. Oh my God. So I just like listen to the same, I just keep the same CD in my car or the tape or whatever. Yeah. I just, I remember having, um, one of the unwound records in my car just in the CD player for like six months because I just couldn't be bothered to switch CDs anymore. It was a big part of, I think, <laughs> I think of the listening experiences that just, <clears throat> it's just the, that's, ah, it's there. It's what's in, it's what's yeah. in the player. Yeah. You know, yeah. you couldn't listen to everything. I had, I had a tape player in an old car and, a, and, a, and Neil Young Harvest got stuck on there and I became <laughs> a massive Neil Young fan because of that. <laughs> Yeah, I went from like single. I went from liking the record to having it memorized to falling in love with it to just realizing the geniusness of it and him and everything he does. But I think it was probably those six months of having Harvest just in my car twenty four seven. I could either That's listen amazing. to the radio or Harvest. That was it. 
or nothing. I love that. And it was like, you know, someday I'm going to get a hundred dollars to get a new, to get my stereo fixed. Nope. And then it's just like, yeah, that's never going to happen. No, nope, the car, yeah, the car only cost $500. Why would I spend a hundred dollars <laughs> right. to fix the tape player? Nope. It's right. a good, it was a good tape. I got lucky. That could have been <clears throat> green jello oh, or something. Could have been something bad. <laughs> I don't know jello. what else I had. <laughs> That's funny. I have a green jello story. It's not there. It's not is it a legend? No, no. What is? They had that big uh, studio. That was this the one other. wasn't. Yeah, no. I went to that studio once because my friend was doing like a comic book thing. Okay. And um, yeah, and we he was like, yeah, I'm having a meeting with this guy. You should come. And I went, and I was like, wait, this is the guy that did green jello. He has a ten thousand square foot studio slash art gallery slash whatever and then he just told us i don't think it was he didn't give us a number of how much money he made but that little pig song was like four times platinum or something insane oh my god he basically hit that song funded a whole record whatever record label it was on like it was on a major label it was like columbia or something sure and it funded that label for like a year that song made that much money that's insane yeah. insane but that's so crazy that studio was cool because they would do shows there they became yeah. like a venue eventually i don't know if, it, if he still owned it or they sold yeah. it or whatever it was but it was like a venue for a while i saw animal collective play there oh really yeah oh, that's amazing yeah i saw a couple shows at that place <laughs> yeah so funny i feel like that was that early 2000s right or kind mm-hmm. of early, like yeah that when there were a lot of warehouse shows yeah well a lot of big open spaces yeah la was still kind of in that spot of where everything it was you know sort of the down depressed 90s whatever real estate bust whatever whatever market correction happened then so you know there was a lot of space and like east hollywood or downtown that was not there was not it wasn't crazy expensive yeah people would have that i mean i felt like that was always the like next year next year this place is gonna blow up yeah it took 20 years yeah well that was the Easily. downtown story it was like from yeah yeah from the late 80s through to the you know late aughts it was like okay this is this is it downtown's gonna it's gonna be something this guy's gonna build yeah. a huge thing it's, it's gonna change everything and yeah. you still you go downtown and you're like it's, it's a little nicer but it's not i don't yeah. think it ever did the thing that, that everyone promised it was gonna do no still people don't really go down there i right? mean spots i guess it's block by block yeah but LA is just too spread out for that. I think there's too many other opportunities for people to, it's not like New York where if you want to be close, there's like everything is already built from the ocean on one side to the ocean on the other side. So there's nowhere to go. So then people like stick around and fix things up and buy, you know, live, live there. Mm -hmm. Whereas in LA, it was like, well, I could come down here, but then I could have like a house with a yard. Like, (laughs) four miles away i think i'm gonna do that we're good with that i don't want to be down here at night yeah well i think it's also the other problem too of like well people have to live somewhere and, and meaning everybody even the the you know the unhoused population yeah. or, or the people that work for the richies so there's mm-hmm. this this um this tough kind of you know and like any major city has it but you know i think la is particularly like blind to this idea of the stratification of you know if you're not rich where do you live it's, there's yeah, this you right. know because i think so much of the of the cities and the laws and the ordinances are, are created by <clears throat> you know real estate developers you know there's a right. fine line between real estate developer and politician yeah if any line at all and so and it's all why about, a lot of real estate developers try to become politicians as well oh, yeah or are yeah. fund politicians or you yeah. know create that the sort of policy but it just definitely feels like you know like people got to live somewhere and so i think downtown has kind of been the scapegoat for so long you know of the the skid row or sort of this you know right it's it's it's, it's almost like it's not a you know the homeless population the unhoused population whatever it is it's not a flaw it's a feature in Los Angeles, you yeah. know, what I mean, this is it was cre- it's been created and sustained in the, in the manner that it has by people who want it to be that way. It's not. Yeah, there's <laughs> you know, a reason like, why there's still a warehouse district, right? Which is just open warehouses and people don't live in a ten or fifteen square block area, but they live right outside of that area. Yeah, it's like every warehouse is just waiting to become a condo, kind of thing, but. 
Yeah. But, there ha- but it doesn't, you need it for some reason. Did you, did you see the, uh, the 10 freeway through downtown has been closed for a week? There oh, was fires. The fire. There was fires yeah. underneath it that compromised the, uh, the pillars. And so the major yeah. freeway through downtown has just been closed. Yeah. I mean, again, that's, that's part of the side effects of that sort of not taking care of people and sort of just market, you know, the market will, will correct itself. Think, yeah, I think we need some kind of infrastructure yeah. to. Anyway, well, you mean that you mean that place where there's been like five hundred thousand old pallets stacked yes. under the freeway for <laughs> at least the twenty years I've lived here and mm-hmm. driven past that area all the time. <laughs> Pallet farm. Oh, you mean that's yeah. a fire hazard? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I mean, all of those pallet, those crazy pallet places right there off the freeway are like, there's blocks and blocks of those things. I mean, the, the, the firewood uh, storage yeah. facility? <laughs> firewood stack. Caught, caught on fire? How did that happen? That's weird. Strange. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we should just, let's, let's uh, dedicate this podcast to solving homelessness. Yes. <laughs> the unhoused population. <laughs> And we got, we got about five more minutes. And Leaf Garrett, and yeah. Leaf Garrett's alleged uh, escapades. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, they should all just come live with you, Aaron. I think that's the answer. Bring yeah, them all up to up, up the mountain, everywhere. right? I know. Yeah. I tons remember of the... infra- tons of infrastructure <laughs> to help people. Yeah. Well, I definitely remember early tours. You know, when I was a kid, you know, young twenties, and being in places like Wyoming or Montana, I'm like. This country's fucking huge. Is why yeah. are we why are we all crowded around one fucking city? Why is you know why is yeah. everybody just duking it out to live in fucking L.A. Like there's there's massive amounts of land. How the, we're not running out of places to live. Just we're yeah. Yeah, running out of places to live next to the ocean, I guess. But <laughs> and then you yeah. go there during the winter and you go, oh yeah, right. Okay, Maybe that's this it. is why everyone's crowding around L.A. Why is why is everybody duking oh, no. out to live? This is massive amount of land. We're running out of places to live next to the ocean, I oh, guess. Wow. Check it out. By the way, if you have another request, you don't need to say Siri before you ask it. Oh, I'm always say listening. Siri. They are. <laughs> Americans are they... who don't like California. Why? Grand Fiery Texas <laughs> education. The fight over California's ancient water. Well, that is interesting. The ancient water. Oh my god. That's so Siri, funny. So wait, robot you don't have in. to say hey Siri. So what? It just is listening for you to ask it questions. Just error, just any yeah. rhetorical question I may ask on live. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe this can become a new. Uh, we'll have a third host on the <laughs> podcast. Just my government surveillance machine. Like okay, thank uh, you, Randy <laughs> Randall. This is this is a great question that I would like to. Are we recording? Yeah. Please put me on. Put me on speaker. I know. Can I would like to tell is, the world on your podcast. Is there just a new AI like host we could just have on the on the podcast just like i have a funny joke let me tell it to you now i mean i honestly i think remember there's the probably 90s? way more things written by ai in the news or whatever now than we would we would like to know yeah i mean it's really like google search just came comes alive a little bit right like google search just kind of answers you instead the quest- of just before you ask the question it's like i know what yeah. you're thinking yeah well, I mean, I keep getting, like, I keep getting things on, like, uh, Instagram ads or whatever for, like, are your knees hurting? Are your, <laughs> and I'm like, if you ever, it no. If you ever put like, your birthday really, in, into any form, it just knows yeah. if you're born above a certain day, like, start sending them the AARP ads. Yeah. Like, nah. like right after I start, like, playing <laughs> tennis once a week. No. With Curtis. I can hear and the then, tennis ball thwacking. You're like, this well, fool will need. <laughs> or I'm like, did I search orthopedic surgeons? Did I search for like tennis balls online, and oh, no. then it cross referenced that with my age, and then it cross referenced that with like my health app and like oh, how no. little I walk or something, and then went, hmm, he's definitely having health knee problems. He probably needs Advil, amazing, and he, <laughs> ibuprofen. Oh, amazing. I mean, it has to be. I'm like, yeah. I'm getting all these stretching, I'm getting like <laughs> these ads for like different stretching things and like make sure that you're you're working out your calves and your knees with this new product. I'm like, oh my wow. God. Okay. <laughs> Do you have tennis elbow? <laughs> it's anticipating the few, the, the, oh the rebound, the, uh, the body failures. It just knows. And, <laughs> but it really does show you how, how little we uh or how how similar we all are 
depending on our like age and demographics and all that, like they really can like throw ads your way and 80% of the time they're going to be right on. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever situation, like not knowing, not, not know, like they really only have to know about five things about your life and be like, okay, we we're, got this guy pegged. We're good. We, we got you here. Yeah. Here. We're going to sign you up. Do you oh also like the band pavement <laughs> question? Yes or no? Like, oh, Advil, yeah, I kind of like pavement. Advil pavement orthopedic surgeon. If you like, if you're a fan of pavement, you would yes. like Tylenol and, <laughs> and, and Dr. Like, Cotter's um, was non-invasive uh, <laughs> Ortho orthopedic Do you like pavement? Specialist. You have a soft spot for Weezer, but still listen to Ice Cube every once in a while. Try this new Gatorade oh God, product. Yeah. Try walking on a treadmill for five minutes a day. Yeah, you're probably about twelve to eighteen pounds overweight. You think you're more active than you are, and you still try to play sports every yeah. once in a while. Your <laughs> hair is your hair is thinning. Here's yeah. an ad for hair hair treatments. Yeah, exactly. And and your ears are probably ringing. So here's a tinnitus yeah. specialist as well. Here's slightly looser pants than you would like oh, to admit God. you need. <laughs> That's what the new the new yeah. sponsor for the new the next pavement reunion show. Pants well, are slightly looser than you think they should be. Well, and then I started getting ads for these shirts, oh, like for um, for um, just just regular t-shirts, and they're like, "Are your are." Are you in between two sizes in your shirts? <laughs> so the shirt that you that you, you should, be, you wearing should be, wearing be wearing is too tight, <laughs> but the shirt the next size up is too loose and baggy. Is, well, is we it, have the shirts for you. And I was like, I was no. literally going through my closet thinking the same thing of like, my shirts oh. just don't fit. The is one... every dude that my size and demographic oh is going through the same thing? Probably. The shirt you think you should be wearing too tight and the one that you actually should be wearing <laughs> yeah. insults you by, <laughs> by yeah. the amount of X's that are before yeah. that L, then here's the just shirt go, for you. Uh, yeah. Have oh. you bought too many shirts that are just still sitting brand new in your closet because you thought they would fit? <laughs> yep. You're like, you know what? This is gonna This is going to get me to really like – do that extra exercise to to uh, fit into these shirts. Nope, oh, turns out it doesn't work. <laughs> I have oh, still well, done, I think, I think I still do not have quite enough. Thing. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Start, I'm gonna start reading ads. I'm gonna go from uh, from the yeah. current sponsors to shirts that <laughs> fit in between other shirts and <laughs> pants that you know still look pretty good. Yeah. This looks fine. Like, you know, How often do you do you go clothes shopping yeah. and go? Yeah, this will look fine. Who? <laughs> this show is brought to you by who are you really trying to impress? Clothes for men in their forties. Like, yeah. I mean, face it, you, you've been married a while. Yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. The other guys this at looks... Home Depot will think, hey, that looks pretty sharp. Yeah, our new our new clothing company, good enough. <laughs> good enough. Yeah, it works. It's good enough. It works. Come on. This will oh. this will make it so people won't notice. <laughs> That's it. That's that's you just the better don't want name. people to notice. Just don't either notice, way. Don't notice you. It doesn't look too bad, but it doesn't look too flashy. Just yeah. Make sure nobody notices your fashion. Middle age blending in. <laughs> that'll be next. That'll be next week's topic. Go a year with just, with nobody commenting on what you wear. Yeah. Well, One way people, or the other. Remember when people used to say, "Hey, you're looking good." To so now they just say, yeah. "Hey, look at you." Yeah, <laughs> hey, it's good to see you. I can see hey, a lot of great you. Great to oh. see you. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. hey, yeah. Barely, I didn't recognize you. Getting old, right? Hey, what are you gonna do, champ? Yeah. I'm like, oh no, oh no. I like your hair like that. It looks good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, sounds like we're both getting the same ads. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think, what things your father-in-law says when he sees you? That's more, yeah. That's more what I'm dealing yeah. with. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. You just want when you just want to hear, "Wow, looking better than last time." Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> hey, there's the. Well, wow. it started, okay. it started off with things we say to our kids and the things our our parents say to us. Yeah, you know, come on. Yeah, you're getting old. What happens? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, time goes fast, man. Yeah, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it goes from you're looking good to hey, yeah. you know, aren't you glad you took all those Ooh. pictures when you were younger? Yep. Yeah. Just, right. Doing doing it for the kids. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that's a that's a that's a dark note to, yeah, <laughs> to, to go out to, on. Yeah. It's a good way to end it. <laughs>
Yeah, I want to thank everybody for sending in their list of things they hate. I appreciate that. Now the next <laughs> the next challenge will be <laughs> the list of uh, of things your 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 uh, uh, parents in law tell you. Go ahead, hashtag uh, hashtag shit my my um, parents my in laws say. There you go. Slightly offensive things that are true. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, hashtag yeah. <laughs> Slightly offensive things that are true. Hey, yeah. just good enough clothes. So thanks yeah. for being the sponsor on this one. Appreciate it. And uh, yes. tune, in, tune in next week to see uh, who we will talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> to see our see if our shirts fit correct. Yeah. We'll have a shirt check-in. Like, ah, yeah, pretty good, you know? Yeah. Somehow it's bulgy around the middle. It's the shirt, not yeah. me. I don't know. Somewhere around yeah. the ra- waistline, the shirt kind of looks yeah. like it's, it gets tighter down there. They are not start. making shirts as comfortable as they used to. That's that it. for sure. It's the it's a big shirt. <laughs> it's the it's the big shirt. Co- yeah, the lobbyist. Yeah, big shirt. The lobbyist Listen, trying to make you make wear uncomfortable t shirts. Yeah, of course they make them wrong, right? So you have to buy so many more shirts. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> they keep shrinking. The more times you wash them, they just keep yeah. shrinking on you. I've had this shirt for ten years, and it's way tighter now than it was. It's just been shrinking every time, little by little, <laughs> every day. Oh yeah. right, man, <laughs> we could just keep going. The shirts keep getting bigger, and I st- stay the same stay. size. The, keep, the shirts get smaller, and I stay the same size. That's what it is. The shirts keep getting smaller, all right, all right, all right. The same, the same size. Oh, man. All right. Well, I will see you uh, in two weeks, and uh, yeah. thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, in this holiday season, go to uh, distrokid.com, native-instruments.com, and isotope.com, because... Um, you could save money if you go to those places and use our code um, RUIN10, R-U-I-N-1-0, and uh, save some money on all your cool recording needs. Because why not? That'd be fun, right? Yes. Super fun. <laughs> I think that's in the ad copy. Just because, yeah. you know, you should. It's cool. That's Don't fun. worry about it. Just go. That's what Just, be the fun. kids are doing. Yeah. They're the old guys. Yeah, you'll have a lot of fun. Just go. Yeah. Make, make everything sound better. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I'll see you later. All right. Later, all right. Bye. Bye. Bye.